Gators, and welcome back to another episode of the Alligator Podcast, where we cover all things at the University of Florida, Gainesville, and beyond. In case you missed the last episode, or if you simply have just forgotten, I'm your new host, not Thomas, Jake Reyes. And without further ado, I present you your weekly roundup. In national news, Republican Congresswoman Kat Kamek stands by President Trump as the public paints Cool Cat Resign on Art Wall. The Congresswoman of Florida's 3rd Congressional District, which includes Gainesville, faces backlash and calls for her resignation after supporting President Trump after last week's demonstrations at the U.S. Capitol. However, some still support Congresswoman Kamek, like Greg Pyle, president of Commercial Gates & Electric in Gainesville, and believes that Kamek is the best person for the job. In other news, UF faculty have signed an open letter to move the spring semester online. They begin their letter with, quote, Now is the time for UF to embrace its excellence and leadership as we work together to end this pandemic, end quote. The letter goes on to argue more points for why the university should close. They've also cited statistics on recent upticks of COVID-19 cases in the state of Florida as a major argument. They've cited that hospitals locally are already near capacity, with UF Health Shands Hospital at 88% ICU capacity and North Florida Regional Hospital ICU capacity at 95% as of January 4th, 2021. This brings me to my next topic, COVID-19. One might ask, how does the spike in COVID-19 cases relate to the University of Florida? Well, thanks to the Alligator Health reporter, Manny Ray, we've gotten an update with 47 new cases on the first day of classes. As of Tuesday, UF isolation and quarantine room availability for students living on campus sits at 4% capacity. Meanwhile, 1,119 UF-affiliated employees and students are currently in isolation or quarantine, almost double the last reported number of 607 individuals by the Alligator on December 7th. If you want more information on COVID-19 on campus, you can follow our health reporter on Twitter at Ray Manny. In campus news, U.S. Faculty Union accuses UF of breaching contract over in-person enforcement policies, as some professors are frustrated by the update to the GatorSafe app that allows students to anonymously report instructors who attempt to deliver in-person courses online. The U.F. Faculty Union is calling it a breach of contract. Quote, These are just divisive measures that are going to create distrust between faculty and students and will have lasting effects if U.F. doesn't wake up, said Paul Ortiz, the chairs of U.F.'s faculty union, United Faculty of Florida U.F. However, U.F. spokeswoman Hesse Fernandez wrote in an email that interference with an in-person section undermines a student's class choice. Quote, students have been asked to inform the university when the course delivery does not meet expectations of what they're registered for, Fernandez wrote. The GatorSafe app simply makes it easier for students to do so, end quote. In our sports highlight of the week, in Gators basketball, Colin Castleton's double-double inspires late comeback against Ole Miss. The Gators closed the game on a 22 run, erasing a nine-point deficit and a two-game losing streak. Castleton finished the game with scoring the most points with 21 points, 10 rebounds, and 3 assists. Final score of that game, 63 Ole Miss, 72 Gators. The Gators will look to win against an 8-5 Mississippi State team on Saturday, where they're away. Can they keep their streak going? Let's find out. In crime, DOJ investigation into Lowell Prison in Ocala uncovers years of abuse, neglect, 
and horror. Former inmates are pushing to shut the prison down after DOJ found Eighth Amendment violations. The DOJ released a report on December 22, 2020, detailing how correction officers raped, sodomized, beat, and choked female inmates at Lowell. The investigation, which began in April 2018, found the prison violated incarcerated women's Eighth Amendment rights and failed to protect them from sexual abuse. It also revealed the Florida Department of Corrections and Lowell's failure to take timely action to remedy the systemic problems, enabling staff to continue abusing Lowell prisoners. Moving on to the avenue, vintage markets are happening in Gainesville this weekend as two vintage markets are bringing creators to the local Gainesville community for their first events of the year. One of the shops, Bazaar a la Carte, is a market that stems from the Hal Bazaar, a worker and artist-owned vintage shop that creates a space for artists to express themselves and experiment with their work. The market will run from Saturday to Sunday at 408 West University Avenue. On Saturday, it's going to run from 3 to 9 p.m., but on Sunday, it will be at the same location, but from noon to 5 p.m., and with a different atmosphere. There will also be music and 15 new vendors from the previous night. The second market to appear this weekend is the Florida Vintage Market. This weekend marks two years since the Florida Vintage Market originally from Orlando, where I'm from, expanded to Gainesville. The market will be Sunday and run from noon to 5 p.m. at Cypress and Grove Brewing Co., located at 1001 Northwest 4th Street. That's all the news for this week's podcast episode, and on behalf of the staff at the Independent Florida Alligator, thank you for tuning in with us. Remember to subscribe to our newsletter to keep up with all the latest news at the University of Florida, Gainesville, and beyond. I've been Jake Reyes with the Alligator Podcast. We inform, you decide. Jake out.